You're listening to Real Estate Real Fast. Each episode, we discuss all things real estate, whether that's strategies for investors, ways the average homeowner can maximize profits when selling their home, or understanding market trends and more. Real Estate Real Fast is brought to you by ListingSpark, automated software that takes you through the complete home selling process and sells your home faster, safer, and at a fraction of the cost. All right, everybody, we're live. This is episode 21 of Real Estate Real Fast. I'm your host, Aaron Gistel. Thank you guys for joining us. For those of you joining us for the first time, a little bit about myself and the podcast. So again, my name is Aaron. I'm the broker and one of the co-founders here at ListingSpark, which is the presenting sponsor of this podcast. And, and we are a technology-driven real estate brokerage. We help home sellers get their homes sold quickly, easily, safely, and save a ton of money and commissions in the process using some of our cutting edge technology-based tools. And so we work with a lot of investors. We work with a lot of builders. So this podcast in particular is really catered towards topics that are going to be geared a little bit more towards the investment community. But we also want to make it completely digestible for your average home seller just wanting to learn more about what's going on in the real estate world. And so I'm, I'm super excited today. We've got Lori Carlisle president of Model Property Brands. And before I turn it over to her, I've got a, a little bit of a funny story. So I've been wanting to have somebody in the staging world come on the podcast for a while. One, I just think it's a really relevant topic to what we do. We get asked all the time if we have any recommendations on stagers, if it's worth it, all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm super pumped to have her on today. And then I can speak firsthand about her company. So Casey, our CTO of the company, recently listed his house, used the Listing Spark platform to sell, and used Lori's company to stage his house. Even in this market, multiple offers after day one on the property, ended up accepting one over asking price and is about to close on it. And so it's always nice when we can have a guest on that we have real world experience with. And so I think the, the proof is in the pudding that not only does staging work, but if done right, it can have just amazing effects on any listing. So that's my long-winded intro to Lori. I'm going to let you kind of take it over, talk a little bit about your role and a little bit about your company. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Aaron. I thank you for having me on. Definitely at Model Property Brands, you know, I as, as Aaron said, just kind of help leading the team here. We've got our staging division, which is going a little bit gangbusters for us. It's sort of sort of been our, our bread and butter. It's what we've done now for 20 some years. And then just recently over the last few years, we've added Model My Stay, which is all of our short-term rental setups where we work with a variety of different investors, builders, that's for sure. And then our last division is our model property, model my properties division, and that is our design division. And that is one of our, I guess, newest divisions, if you will, where we actually can go in and do model apartment setups. We can do lobby setups. We can do and work with a variety of different homeowners, realtors, investors, builders, anything that relates to the design portion where they will actually be retaining our merchandise for, for forever, I guess. So it's super exciting to be working with the team here at Model Property Brands. It's a dynamic or Sort of we're small but we're mighty and we are in properties all over the dfw area every single day my team is out right now and they will be in three properties today so awesome love that you know when we're working with a lot of investors we have a couple that we work with that i know for sure they will not list a house unless it's it's staged it's a prerequisite yeah. it's worked into their budget it's something that's a, just a non-starter for them going live without that being done and then we have others that 
you know, they struggle, maybe they're a little tight on the budget. They're constantly asking whether or not it's something that they should or shouldn't invest in. So what I wanted to get is just from your perspective as an expert, just talk through all of the benefits of staging a property when you're going to sell it. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say number one, and this is this has been consistent over the 20 years that we've been in business, is the number one benefit of staging a property is it allows potential buyers to really visualize themselves in the space. And, you know, it's one thing to be, you know, living in your home, right? And we all get comfortable and we have our things. We know where our junk drawer is. We all have all this stuff. But when you actually get the property ready to be sold and you want to maximize that asset for yourself, it does in many, in many cases, take an expert to come in and just sort of a declutter the space. And most of the times we are working with vacant properties, but we do also do occupied properties. I was just in a property yesterday walking it and just walking through with the homeowner like all the different things that you know all her little prized possessions that she might as well just go ahead and pack up because they're going and they just kind of depersonalize the property so that other buyers can definitely visualize themselves in the property is by far our number one benefit of staging and and it does take an expert like i said to kind of come in sometimes and just help declutter the space and let it get set up so that you are utilizing the space all the individual spaces whether it's an awkward space whether it's highlighting of you know particular features of a property. And we've got, you know, a 10,000 square foot warehouse here of all different kinds of inventory that can accommodate and meet all the needs of all the different variables that come into play. So that's great. That was going to be one of my questions is if you ever work with anybody that's got a occupied property that's that's lived in, you guys will go in, you'll consult, you'll maybe decide if they've got some pieces to keep and then bring in some supplementary pieces as well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's called, I, we, te- we tend to do, always do a sort of a walkthrough or an in-home assessment for okay. properties like that. If it's something that we get sort of the initial photography or initial video of the property and it just looks a little bit like too much, we will send one of our team members out there to go walk, actually walk the property. And then we will provide an assessment of recommendations of what items are you know, to be packed up and, and put away and what items we can work with and then we'll supplement with our inventory. So, and it's, it tends to be a really nice balance for most people because they don't have that pressure of having to get everything out. And most, a lot of times, you know, if you have to live in the property while it's being listed. So that being said, this is a nice balance of being able to come in and just supplement some of their, their, their staying, their things. Yeah. So. Love that. I think that's a yeah. great option. I know some stagers don't do that. Some stagers don't, yeah. don't like the option of having anything that they own being lived in, but you know, not every seller cannot be not be in their house and being lived right. in. So I think that's a fantastic option. Glad to hear that yes. you have that available. Well, cool. Well, well, jumping in styles, trends, everything seems to be changing all the time. I wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about what are some of the new styles that are that are starting to become popular, a little more trendy, and then what seems to be going out of style. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you, you still see across the board, you still see a lot of the rustic, you still see a lot of the industrial, the farmhouse certainly is still out there. You know, some people like to talk about as California chic, you know, but different things like that. We are definitely leaning in the transitional space with, with, with some very nice European influences. So we actually just posted a property that we finished in the Dallas area. And you'll see if you go to our, go to Model My Homes Instagram site, you'll see a lot of the curvature on our sofas, the curvature on our accent chairs, even the coffee table. There's just a lot of nice European influences that we're seeing lately. And it's fun to work with because it's a little different than just the, the sort of the harder edges of, of some of the furnishings that we've got most of the time here. So just allows us to have a little bit more fun and kind of mix it up. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. What would you say is going out of style? 
you know, the, the farmhouse, I don't like to say it's going out of style because I do like it a lot. We, it, but it's just, it's, it's got a little bit of a, a, a bend on it now. It's yeah. definitely have a little bit more of that chic edge to it. So the, the, the ship lap and all that, while yes, you still see that. You still see a lot of the barn doors, many of the properties we, we are in all the time. You're just not seeing it as much with the new builds. And it's a bit, that is a big space for us, especially here in the Dallas, you know, Fort Worth area for sure. We are working with a lot of new builders that are putting you know, either going in and scraping properties and then rebuilding, you know, the spec homes and model homes and stuff like that too. We're just not seeing a lot of the, the farmhouse as much. It's definitely more towards traditional with, like yeah. I said, some of that European accents, the industrial for sure, which as a staging company, you know, it, it'd be that hugely expensive for us to continually be utilizing and bringing in brand new inventory every single time. So our base is and has always been transitional and it allows us to have our base products, but then we can accent it with, you know, the trend colors right now within like the pillows or soft goods or things like that, or even textiles and artwork. So we can play with the trend in some of those pieces. And it, it's, it allows us to a, keep our costs so that we're not breaking the bank, right? But it allows us to have some fun. So a lot of the greens are still are really popular right now. We're seeing a little bit of diversion from the gray, which has been yes. so popular over these last year and a half, two years, but definitely some more pops of color, which is fun. Awesome. Well, good. Well, uh, let's move on and talk a little bit about time frame. So again, yeah. going back to investors kind of being our core customer, what kind of time frame do you need to get in, walk the property, get a feel for what needs to go in there, go look through your inventory, furnish a house. And then what do you need when that project is done? How much time do you need to destage it? Let's say we're on our way to closing. Let's yeah. just kind of talk through a typical transaction that would happen if you're staging a house. Yeah. So typically for us, when a, when a, a quote gets in and it gets, you know, we're kind of going through that initial sort of investigative process with a client, we will usually request and get access to photography of the property and we love to get video, just a video walkthrough of the property. And that really allows our team here, our design team and the staging team and all of that, just to get a real feel for what we're working with. And like I said earlier, if it's a it's a if it's an expansive property, if it's a very unique property, we will definitely send someone out to the property to go walk that. But in most cases, and I wouldn't say most, in half of our cases probably, we're able to kind of get what we need from that property with photos and video. So from there, then once the once the payment, I guess, is is done because we typically won't, we actually don't go out to do a property unless payment has been paid, but it usually is about three to four business days before we're allowed, we can actually get in and actually stage the property. So our, you know, back of house team likes to have a week, a week to kind of plan out. We like to have our calendar done for the whole week, but you know, in times where we can actually work and get them fit in, where we just finished a proper closing on a property today that we're going to be going in on Tuesday to do. And it's a pretty big property. It's about 6,500 square feet. So that's a wow. big property. There's a lot of rooms and it all also depends on how many of, you know, a lot of our stages are, of the heart of the home, meaning your living room spaces, your dining room spaces, obviously your kitchen, master bedroom, and then all of your bathrooms. Now, depending on the client, if it ends up getting sort of that where they add add on a patio or they add on a secondary bedroom or they add on, you know, an office space, that all kind of impacts the variables of how much inventory we will be bringing into the property. In addition to going from like just the heart of the home to a whole home. Uh, so we tend to need a little bit more time for the whole home, but I would say we can pull and get ready for that within two, within two, within two days. And then okay. it's just a scheduling issue from there. So, awesome. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I answered the second part of your question. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to ask, so when it's, when it's time to kind of pull everything out, cause yeah. we've gotten stuck in this situation to where we've had a property that was closing and the seller kind of dropped the ball and didn't notify the staging company that it's time to get everything out. And then mm -hmm. the day of closing comes and there's still furniture sitting in there. You got a buyer who really wants to get in, but they've still got a house full of furniture. So what's the normal process when it's under contract, it's on the way to closing, how much notice do you need to come in and get everything out? What does that process look like? Yeah, we, we like to have seven business days notice before with a, like sort of a D stage request from from the realtor, wh whoever is the payee. We like to have that seven days. It just allows us to kind of work into the schedule. Sure. Sometimes where it makes sense, if we have a property that we are going to go and D stage and it makes sense for a proper, that property in terms of the inventory to go to a stage, we can make that happen and then supplement it as needed. So within scheduling, we try to match up like properties properties if possible that could accommodate that same level of inventory. So it depends. There's a lot of variables at play. If, if it's, you know, a luxury property going to another luxury property, sometimes like today we have a, we're destaging a luxury property and it's going to what we consider as a premier level property. So it's just, it's a step it's, you know, the premier is super nice inventory. It's great, but the luxury level is just another le level of layers. It's another level of sort of design selected merchandise that we have that's more more customized and curated. So it just depends on the properties. But a lot of times we do like to make that transition if we, if we can all, if we can't, because while the truck is out, the truck is out. And if we have two teams or three teams out in one day, it just makes more sense for us to be able to get in as many properties as we can. So I would say a typical, you know, the D stage request is definitely within that seven days, but it, it can fluctuate between seven and possibly 10 days if, at the most. Okay. Good to yeah. know. Yeah. Is it common for you to put up curtains and curtain rods and things like that, window coverings? Is that part of the process usually? Not in our stage properties. Now okay. we also we also set up short-term rental properties, and that is pretty much standard in, in all of our short-term rental properties. And then obviously in some of our design projects where the inventory is going to be theirs, they're going to be living in it, using it, all of those things. We will definitely put in curtains. But in the staging process, you actually bring up a good point because we've been debating on do we add that as part of a luxury level service and install? Because I did a property in Dallas just recently, and the photo look great. That's the one I was referencing earlier. But in my mind, I'm thinking, gosh, if we could have just had some window coverings on on the window that's by this by this particular dining space, it would have just been amazing. So in the well, stages, okay. you know, go ahead. The, the reason I ask is because what a lot of people don't realize is that in the in the contracts we use in Texas, all curtains, curtain rods, balances, window coverings, everything is supposed to convey and stay with the house. So mm -hmm. we've actually had situations where the seller forgot to notate that they don't own any of that, that it's staged mm -hmm. furniture. And then you get a buyer who's fallen in love with everything and then they want it to convey and it's created some big kind of headaches down the stretch. So yeah. if you do start including that when you're, you know, working on properties that are for sale, keep that in mind, give your seller a reminder, Hey, make sure the contracts don't have any of this stuff conveying, or it just becomes, a big headache that you'd be you'd be absolutely amazed how many arguments we get at the closing table about curtains it's pretty funny really Gosh. yeah huh. um, now i will say we are in properties all the time and we're you know i'm wishing that the curtains could come down 
yeah. and we will we actually will take not necessarily the rod but we will take the drapery down sure. if it just isn't fitting or working with the furnishings that we're bringing in it's definitely part of the recommendation as we're you know letting folks as we do like the walkthrough or looking over the photos we'll make the recommendation but mm -hmm. sometimes it's there and we'll just do our best to work around it or take them down so I'm sure those take some very delicate conversations. Some people are very in love with some of their, whether it's furniture, you know, yeah. the curtains, things like that, which just simply don't match today's designer looks and things like that. So I'm sure you guys have to have those conversations with a little bit of delicacy because I'm sure some yeah. people can, can uh, be challenging in that environment probably. Yeah, I mean, you definitely bring up a good point about delicacy because, you know, especially when we were going into occupied properties, you know, this is the, this people, these are people's homes we're walking into, you know, they're allowing us into their space, their personal space. So being courteous, obviously, is a huge consideration, being mindful of, you know, the fact that they have been living there, you know, and how we delicately, you know, sort of walk that line of, you know, since you're moving already, let's go ahead and get this packed up, you know, and just keep in mind, we are trying to appeal to a wide variety of buyers. So this particular piece probably can get that packed up or we can get it moved into moved into the garage or moved into storage or what have you. So, you know, we are in the business of helping people. And that is our bottom, the bottom line of what we do. It's why I get up every day to, to come in here with enthusiasm and how, what, who are we going to help today? And, and in doing that, that has to come very naturally, very organically with a certain level of compassion for others and just helping them solve a problem. And that problem is getting their property sold and not only getting their property sold, but getting their property sold for the most that they can get it sold for. And in our experience, working with you know a staging company to kind of get your property up and going and looking at it's absolute best. It's like, you know, it's like the wrapping paper on a present, right? It's, it's, it's got to, it just has that pop. And if it's the right paper, the right paper, it's going to pop. So we love what we do here. And there, but there is that if, if you don't have that layer of delicacy and that layer of compassion, when you're working with people, it's really not probably not a good fit for you. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's one of the benefits of working with investors and builders is that, you know, it, it's an investment, it's dollars and cents. They're not, yeah. Uh, emotionally attached to the property, they're going to take feedback, especially any feedback that's going to help them sell the house and hopefully get more for it. Whereas somebody that's living in the house for, you know, who, who knows, they raise their kids there. They've got a lot of, uh, I think the whole point of staging is obviously to, to put this in the, in the best possible light to reach the most people that are going to be drawn to it. And a lot of times, I think the example that I hear a lot is kind of turning it into a little bit more of like a hotel style feel when they walk in and a little bit less of the personal taste, personal stuff. And that can be hard for somebody to detach themselves from their house and be, and be able Absolutely. to do that. So, well, one other, one other thing I wanted to talk about before we move on to the next topic. So let's say somebody, let's say they're a little, a little bit more budget constraint or they've, they've, let's say they've gone over budget on the property and, and they know they want to utilize staging, but maybe they can't do the entire house. Sure. What do you recommend when they're, if they had to select maybe whether it was three or four rooms, what are the most important areas of the house that you would recommend having staged? 
Yeah, and then that's pretty much where our heart of the home concept came from, was keeping in mind those budget-conscious sellers that are really trying to hold on to as much value in their property as possible. So certainly when you walk, you know, first impressions, right? When you walk in through that front door, what do you see? And that to me and to the rest of the team here is the most important piece of what needs to get staged, is whatever you are seeing when you walk into that first, right when you walk through the front door, if it's the dining room, if it's a living room, if that kind of pans out through the kitchen, just that certain, that very heart of the home piece of it would be probably the most impactful. Um, you know, if you can get and get budget allows, you can get into the master bedroom, which is another key piece, a key area that most people want to see furnished so that they can visualize, okay, can a king bed fit in here? No, probably just a queen because they have a queen in here. Okay, but I at least get my nightstands in here and can I get my dresser? And oh, look, I can actually fit two accent chairs and a bench at the end of the end of the bed. So just how they can visualize and work within the space, knowing what they already have have and what they'll be bringing into the property. So just that heart of the home is really what works best. And if your budget allows, then you add on an office or you add on the whole home option for yourself just to give give the potential buyer a full experience of what that could look like for them in that space. So That's great. That's great. Well, before we move on to the next topic, I wanted to remind everybody who's tuning in live, feel free to chat in. We do answer questions at the end. We do a live Q&A if anybody has any questions for Lori. So feel free to chat in along the way. We'll just kind of leave those in queue and we'll, we'll get to them at the end. So if you have any questions, fire away. Moving on to the next topic, what, what does an ideal customer look like for you guys and why? Yeah, I would say, I mean, certainly homeowners, certainly realtors, investors, builders, you know, a big portion of our business just in the last year anyways, if not a little bit more, has leaned towards the building community and the investment community. So looking at multifamily complexes, how can we you know, establish a foothold in that arena. And what we have found is taking what we know as to be, you know, the experts in the staging industry and the design industry. And how do we took that? And you said a good, made a good point earlier about working with investors that look at properties as a, as a, as a deal, right? So they're not necessarily totally personally attached to the furnishings, to the inside, as opposed to the whole package. And how am I going to get my max, my max out of this property or my max investment into this property? So from our perspective, I love those kind of properties. You know, the ones that are a little bit more that give me just a little bit more of anxiety is people's personal spaces that are asking us to come in and design their space for them that they are going to live in versus working with, you know, a multifamily complex where we can go in and set up a model apartment, where we can go and set up the common area spaces that renters will be using, where we can go in and set up the patio areas. Things like that are, are fun to work on, but it also allows us to be creative and, and taking the staging pieces it, but then applying it to real life, you know, where people are actually going to be using the materials. So, yeah. Yeah. I love walking through models that have been staged, whether it's, you know, model homes for builders, apartments, things like that. It gives me, you always get really good ideas when it, when it comes to that. So I, I'd imagine that's a really fun part of the job for sure. Fun, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we've, we've gone through a little bit of this throughout the course of the, the podcast, just and what we've been talking about, but I, I did want to chat a little bit about what you kind of consider the do's and don'ts of staging. Yeah, I think definitely that, you know, emphasize that in terms of the do's, you know, emphasizing the key features of a property is certainly going to be important. So if you have, for instance, you know, a really long, vast, high ceilings and things like that, where, you know, you've got fireplaces, you've got mantles, things like that, definitely want to accentuate all of that and build, you know, take everybody's eye up and accentuate that with proper sized art, proper sized mirrors, different types of pieces like that. Those are always going to be key. And, and 
I like to go into a property and see, okay, without over cluttering the space, how can I maximize to show the potential buyer what you can put in here? You know, can two dueling sofas fit, you know, battling it out, you know, looking at each other with two accent chairs with, you know, your side chairs, your, your, I'm sorry, your side tables and, and coffee tables and things like that. So how many counter stools can fit at the island? You know, how many people can fit if, if I can, if I have three at the warehouse, but yet I know five is going to work, I'm going to go out and find two more because I want to make sure I maximize the space of how many people can actually fit at that, that counter, that counter stool. So, or that countertop, same within the master bedroom. I mean, I talked about if it can fit a king bed, we're putting a king bed in there without question. A lot of times we err on the side of a queen if a property is less than 2000 square feet, but it really just depends on the square, like how the square footage is, is mapped out. And if we can fit a king, we're going to put a king and put two, two nightstands there just so that the, the potential buyer can see what the space could be like for them. So definitely maximizing the spaces, highlighting key features of the property is super, super important. And in terms of the don'ts, I would say don't not stage something, don't not show someone how something could be utilized for those awkward spaces. Just the other day, we had a staircase and there's this tiny little space next to it that just wasn't quite big enough for any furniture, but certainly could hold a beautiful piece of artwork. It certainly could hold a big piece of greenery and a basket where you can store you know, additional pillows and blankets and things like that. So just being able to show the potential buyer, oh, this is sort of an odd space, but how can I use it? Is it an, is it an interesting shaped desk that could go sort of in a corner piece that's a weird angle of some sort. So being creative and finding those sort of specific pieces that could work in the property. And quite frankly, a lot of times in those odd spaces, the new buyer that's coming in will, without question, ask if they can purchase those pieces. I mean, it yeah. happens to us all the time. So I can imagine. Um, I can imagine. Yep. Yeah. I mean, when you walk into a house and it's pristinely staged and it's beautiful furniture, I would imagine you get people requesting to buy the furniture all the time. And we do sell that. We do sell our inventory, which is wow. a nice option to have, you know, just the, the, we're roughly, you know, on any sort of at our high, like you were saying earlier, you know, the way the industry, the, the real estate industry is going, you know, at our high, we're in like 80 to 85, maybe 90 homes at any given moment. Right now we're, you know, we're hovering around 60, 65. So we haven't dropped off too much, you know, and the summer months is really super busy for us. So that's super normal for us. But, you know, the highs, that's when we start getting up into an inventory, then, you know, our warehouse gets a little less, you know, occupied, if you will. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's good if you, you know, if you sell off pieces, that gives you guys the opportunity to add new stuff in there and just not have an overcrowded warehouse. At some point, you've got to turn over some some furniture. So I'm, I, that's an awesome feature. I love that. Not everybody, not everybody does that. So that's, that's awesome that a buyer who falls in love with some pieces could have that option. So right. I, and for I me, I mean, that. it's a good, it's a good problem to have when I don't have a lot of inventory in here, right? It means that right. we're in homes. It means we're out there. When I have an overflowing warehouse and I've, you know, on the rare occasion we have to get a storage facility or something like that, that's, to me, that's my biggest problem because we're, that means we're not in enough homes out there. But so having the, the, the challenge where I have to go out and purchase inventory, you know, to be able to maximize and fulfill properties, that's the best problem I can have. <laughs> That's great. Well, I, I think you totally hit the nail on the head a minute ago when you were talking about awkward spaces and making sure those are the ones that yeah. you still stage. I think for me, that's probably some of the most important times to have an opportunity to allow the buyer to visualize how they're going to use that space. I, I, mm -hmm. I think far too often people that have 
you know, maybe they have a good sense of style and taste and, you know, have spatial awareness on where they're going to put things. But not everybody has that. Not everybody obtains that skill set. And so there's a lot of buyers and they're walking into a house and it's a completely blank slate. They it's really problematic for them to think about what they're going to do with things or they default to how they had their last house set up. And if Mm -hmm. the configuration is different or they just don't have that innate ability to kind of see a space and understand how furniture and things like that can unfold, it can be really to the detriment because somebody's going to walk in and you're essentially leaving it up to them to try to figure out how that space is going to be functional for them or their family or, or whatever, when you can put that right there in front of them. And obviously this is what you do. This is your profession. You've done thousands of properties. So you're going to know what's going to work in ways that the owner of the properties probably hasn't even imagined yet or, or even thought about. And so there's a, a tremendous amount of value in that regard that doesn't even necessarily just, you know, come across and the idea of just filling it up with furniture. It's, it's not just design, it's functionality, it's visualization, it's all those other things. And I think that's hugely important. And, and so this was great. It's hard to believe we're already at a little bit over half an hour. I want to remind anybody if you have questions for Lori, chat in. While we're waiting on that, Lori, I wanted to make sure no matter what, we talk through a little bit about your process on how people can A, get a hold of you, and then B, what's the best way for them to tell you about their project or things that they're working on? Yeah, I think certainly through Model My Home, our modelmyhome.com website, there's all sorts of great information there. We actually are going to be launching our new website very, very soon, just in the next week or two. So in there, there's a request a quote, and you can easily do a couple quick questions that can be filled out, and one of our team members will be reach, would reach out to you very, very soon. Otherwise, feel free to give us a call. Our number is 972-733-3435, and my name again is Lori Carlisle, um, and there's anyone here that answers the phone is more than happy to help and can guide and all of that. I did want to add one last thing just to your last point. You know, how often in this last year or more have we heard, you know, in all the, the home decor and home design shows about open concept you know we've seen so much of that and as a, as a stylist as a designer coming into those spaces you know it's our job you know when you go in like you said into this big open space how do we now segment it out so that the potential buyer can see exactly how you know even though you may not have chandeliers hanging from the ceiling you know you've got all these can lighting but how do you actually visualize the spaces and break it up for them a so that the rooms flow from space to face even if it's a big open space you've got your dining space and then a designated living space and then that folds into the kitchen primarily so it's important for us to have spatial awareness when we're walking through properties and making sure that we are showing the buyer how you would move through those types of spaces and and break up the space so yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think a, open the open concept's been popular for a long time, but like you just laid out, it makes it challenging for you to see exactly how you're going to do it. So you walk into a giant, expansive kind of kitchen, living, dining combo, and is it going to be best with a square table, rec- rectangular, circle? How do you, you know, do you use a sectional? Do you have dual link? There's all kinds of things that... Is just hard when it's a completely blank canvas. And so mm-hmm. I, I absolutely think it's hugely beneficial. I, I think the stats don't lie. You know, homes that are staged typically sell faster. They tend to sell for more money. So I, I think it's a wonderful service and product that you guys are offering. And I'm hoping any of our listeners now will be reaching out to you. I'm sure some will. Like I said before, we've got some real world 
examples of this working. One with, like I said, Casey, who's our CTO here at the company. He he had nothing but great things to say about working with you guys. And so, Lori, I yeah, really appreciate great. you coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Thank you. This has been great. So thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Again, this is Real Estate Real Fast. We usually go live on Wednesdays. We're trying to do one, oh, every other week or so. And so thanks again for everybody that hung out with us. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Real Estate Real Fast. If you're a homeowner or real estate investor, you should go check us out at listingspark.com. You can find tips for improving and selling your house, comparing properties, listing your home on the MLS, and even sign up for the live show of Real Estate Real Fast. We typically go live on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central. Go check us out at listingspark.com.